Welcome back to TNT in the morning. It is Friday, January 21st. Got a big men's basketball game tomorrow for those of you probably already in line. Auburn men's basketball taking on Kentucky. Auburn women's basketball on a downhill slide. And Olympic all-around gold medalist Sunisha Lee makes her Auburn Arena regular season debut tonight right here on the plane. Stay right here. TNT in the morning. Be right with you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Coming to you live from our studio here in the Melton Student Center. My name is Harrison Tarr, joined by Thomas Lynn Murphy. Welcome to TNT in the morning. Today we have a special guest, all hail the chief, um, Mr. President of the A Auburn Student Jungle here uh, on the Plains and Director of Sports here at Weagle? Yes, that, that is correct. Okay, did I miss anything? No, no, no. Nothing we, we, we can stop there. Stop right there. there. That's fine. You, yeah. don't, you don't want to make us feel too, too much like little men around here? No, that wouldn't be the case. Y'all are doing big things as well. So, <laughs> you know. Mr. Jacob Hillman, thank you for joining us today. Big, uh, big weekend for you guys. Um, to say the least. To say the least. To say the least, yeah. You mentioned everything right before we came on with women's basketball on Sunday, gymnastics well on Friday, and then, yeah, I'm not going to forget about tomorrow at noon central. What, what's going CBS. on? Yes, Yeah, I think there's a big basketball I game heard going that, on. I, I heard there was a pickup game may, or something may, along Maybe top lines. 12 matchup, something like that. Something biggest along. matchup in the country. I don't know. Biggest, <laughs> biggest game in Auburn Arena history, maybe? Yeah. Question mark. Who knows? Big, uh, big, big question. And we're, we're going to get there. Before we get to talking men's basketball, I do want to make you know cover all our bases real quick. Hillman, you're no stranger to Auburn Athletics. You kind of have to be uh, in the loop <laughs> at all, all times. First off, I'm going to start with Auburn women's basketball, who have, after starting off the season, which we knew we couldn't sustain that kind of uh, Auburn couldn't sustain that kind of success with where the, where the program's at right now. Downhill slide. There's a game that Auburn women's basketball can win on Sunday. Of course. Um, th- this game was close when it was played in T-Town. Obviously, the you know in-state rivals, in-state foes, Alabama Crimson Tide will be in town on Saturday. Just a just a quick synopsis for you, Hillman. Both you know the re- the realistic chances of Auburn you know making any noise for, for the remainder of the season, and you know is this is this program heading in the correct direction? If you ask you, right? This this reminds me of Coach Pearl's first season at, at the helm of men's basketball because he came in and took over something that was just impossible to take over, but Coach Jay did a good job in non-conference play. Obviously had several close losses uh, in the beginning of SEC Big play. win over Georgia Tech. Right, and it, it, it's hard to say you can be disappointed so far. I think that uh, you know the last two games have been kind of disappointing, or maybe not the last two games, but Texas A&M game, the second quarter, that you can't have that happen. Right. You lose close to Florida, and, and really those close losses give you hope. And it's something that you go in, you grab four or five wins in SEC play. That might be on the high side, but get three, you can be happy with that season. And, hey, who knows? Like I said, if it reminds me of Coach Pearl's first season, maybe in the SEC tournament you go in, knock off that first opponent, first two opponents maybe, and you know, it just gives you something to, have to build on going into next season. I agree. Thomas Lynn, thoughts? No, I completely agree. And what, did they, they didn't have a single win last year in no. SEC play, correct? So anything's an improvement for last year, and especially if you can – I remember that tournament run that Bruce Pearl had to where they ended up getting to the SEC championship with KT Arrell going to overtime against LSU. And if you can just knock off one, two teams in the SEC tournament, that just brings so much momentum into the offseason. And they got a great recruiting class yeah. coming in for next season. Definitely do. And they've got a big week next week. Uh, they're going to play three games in six days, five days, five days three yeah. games in five days, which, I mean, that sounds like, Misery and they're tough um, opponents. And too. tough opponents. You're going to start off on, on on Sunday with I think in my opinion the most winnable of the three right. games. Um, yeah. you, you play Alabama at home. That's a rivalry. That's always a, a, a toss up because regardless of the sport, always want to beat Bama. 
Then you've got UK on, on on Tuesday. Kentucky basketball just wants to come visit the Plains this week, apparently. Uh, that's the reality of things. And then you play Tennessee, who's year in, year out a contender in the SEC and in the NCAA tournament. So tough week coming up for Auburn women's basketball. But the pieces are, like, there, right? Mm-hmm. The, the pieces are there. You've got you Aisha Koulibaly, who's, who's, who's going to be around. You th- I, I think you get another year of honesty, Scott Grayson, barring the transfer to. portal. Yeah, you've got to. Uh, Kaye White. Uh, the pieces are there. Uh the question is, you know, can 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 Coach Jay build to cater to what she's trying to accomplish here? Yeah, and I think that's the big thing with the recruiting class. Hopefully that's what she did with that, and it's not just grabbing the best players you possibly can. I think that it is similar to what Bruce had to do. I, I he didn't just go out and grab the first the best players at the beginning of his tenure. You know, I don't I don't want to keep comparing it to it, but it just it feels so similar. And that's why I keep doing it. And we see where the men's program's at right now. So I think as long as she gets players that are gonna working her system well, then you're going to be in a good spot in the coming years early on. It's not always about getting the best group. It's about getting the right group. Right. Yeah, it's not about stars at all. I mean, you look at Kentucky's men's basketball. They've won one national championship since John Calipari's been there, and they've had number one recruiting classes like year in, year out, five stars galore. But it's not about that in college basketball. It's about – In college sports. Yeah, in general. Yeah. You, know, you know, you know what the mantra of TNT in the morning is, right? I, I do not actually. Oh, uh, well, this is a not a basketball related comment, but our, well, we we stand on the hill that one, two, three. You can win championships yep. with an average quarterback. You can okay, which which just happened by but, the way. Yeah, which so, happened <laughs> once again this year. I mean, that's that's a strong thing to call Sesson Bennett an average quarterback. But yeah, for you, sure. You, th- you think that's too lofty? Or? A little bit. A little <laughs> Anyways, bit. Anyways, that, that's that's on another point. That's on another tangent. We're we're of the belief, you know, you don't have to have a star one or a star two. You got you have to have you know pa- star power on your team. But you don't have to rely on one 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 person. It's consistency. I think that I think that what Coach Jay's building here on the Plains is is creating a well, obviously defensive minded team. So you're you're gonna win a lot of games in like the the fifties, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. Uh, but building it to the right, catering to the right scheme as opposed to just grabbing the best available player and praying that they commit. Right. So good good setup there. Now moving on from Auburn women's basketball. Uh, g- great conversation. That's probably the best conversation we've had about women's basketball to, to this point, Thomas Lynn. Thomas Lynn. I mean, just bring on Jacob Hillman, puts us on our A game. It's almost like we're working with our <laughs> boss right now. It's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> so rumor has it that there's this young lady on the Auburn gymnastics team who is apparently really good at what she does. Uh, just a rumor I've heard. And she's making her regular season Auburn Arena debut tonight against Iowa State. I'm not yeah, making Iowa that State. Up. Iowa State. So, obviously. Referring to Shanisha Lee, I can stop playing around and stop acting like this is a funny joke when it's just not. It's a dad joke, but it's okay. E- expectations for tonight, guys. But in terms of whether that be crowd turnout, um, you know, team team performances, what what are we looking for, Thomas Lynn? I mean, I expect like the entire stadium to be full. Honestly, I mean, a lot of reasons to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally the arena is packed for gymnastics meets, especially. I mean, when you have Suni Lee, a Olympic gold medalist, I mean, I expect it to be right. really packed. <laughs> Question for Jacob. Um, so some of the students that are already lining up for the men's game, are they allowed to go in to the gymnastics meet and then come back and get like in their tents at the same See, spot? See, that, that's a good question. I don't know about that. That, that That's going to be an interesting thing because I know a lot of – a lot of students are playing to go to gymnastics and yep. get in line. So it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Of course, that's going to be all on athletics and, and staff to, to make sure that that is set up well. I think we've got a good plan and we're, we're ready to roll with with gymnastics happening and then people jumping in line. But, no, I expect it to be a packed crowd. I and expect it to be packed. Tickets are going for like $100 on They're expensive. And not to, not to cut your question off, Thomas Lynn, but we're going we're gonna to let 
I'll go ahead and tease it a little bit. We're going to let President of the Jungle, Jacob Hillman, give a State of the Jungle address in the second block of our <laughs> show, which I, I, I came up with that last night. I was watching basketball, had nothing better to do, and it just kind of zoned out, you know? Yep. And I was like, Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be a good, good. Another good dad joke. From TNT in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what you love to see. But um, yeah, like like you like you guys said, I expect it to be a packed house. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. You guys, I looked it up earlier, and I may just be making things up in my mind. Auburn had one of the best scores in program history, and on we had and there was an uh, on the road, and one particular uh, score was an eight point nine. Yeah, which is not that good in in in, in the grand scheme of things. Right. Things. Which means that this team is incredibly good. Yeah, it's not just Sony Lee. You, yeah, you've no. got Darian Goburn. Yeah, Drew Watson, who had an insane in the first week, had a great vault. Um, Sophia Growth, she was the SEC co-freshman of the week last week for her performance. You've got a lot of pieces on this team. And obviously the hype's around the gold medalist, but Darian Goburn, she's a national champion. You've got all these other girls that have competed on national teams. So it's something that... You're going to see SUNY, and you're going to see a lot of great gymnastics. And that's going to go from the other side as well, especially once you get into SEC play. I mean, Arkansas was good. Alabama next weekend is going to be even better. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and obviously to focus on tonight first and foremost. But they, they've expanded the crowd a little bit. There's a new configuration where they're going to – it used to be where the end zone bleachers were pushed in. Right. Not anymore. Oh. They're, they're pulled out, so you're going to get even more students. It's All right. more fun, better atmosphere. And um, – Auburn will be hosting an NCAA regional towards the end, uh, right. at the end of the regular season. And obviously, they won't be able to have the, the bleachers pulled out then, but it'll still be a fun environment to be in. Uh, that's news to me. I, this is the first I'd heard about uh, having the end zone, because as long as I've been here, and Thomas Lund, you've been, been to events, it's always been you're just kind of on the sides. and This will be the – it's going to be the same configuration as last year, but obviously they didn't have anyone downstairs. So right. it's, it's a little right. bit different. Right. But it's the same where, – where everything is is the same thing. Ceiling for this team this year, national championship yeah. contingent? I think you've got to, and especially individually, you're going to have different girls compete for national championships. So, yeah, that, that should be the expectation. Now, of course, you don't want to put those expectations up there until you see them perform against better teams, but I still think that with what you've got coming back from last year and what you have additionally, <laughs> you've got to expect them to make a deep run. Well, not to take the competitive uh, aspect away from and the team aspect away from gymnastics as much. And bear with me, I'm I, I self-proclaimed novice when it comes to gymnastics. I love to watch it. It's very entertaining. I'm still learning. A lot of it, you know, you, obviously when you compete against teams that are better than you, it makes you better. Do we not know to a large extent what this team is was, is capable of right now? I mean, it, you, like I said, I, I think that you, you can expect them to make a deep run. And, and, you know, the ceiling is national championship. With that being said, Where's the floor? We don't know that. And I think that you're going to find out in the coming weeks. I don't know when the next road meet is, but that, that's going to be a crucial one. You got two road wins on the road. You got two road wins already to open the season. That's huge. That's huge. You're technically 3-0 and because they had the – I think it's 3-0 and or 4-0 because I, I think in the first meet it was supposed to be a quad meet and it ended up being tri-meet right. uh, due to COVID protocols. But besides the point, they beat everyone they've, they've competed against, and it's all been on the road. So – I, I'm excited for this team, and like I said, and like we've talked about, the atmosphere in each and every meet is going to be top tier. I think it's going to be loud, Thomas Lynn. Oh, and a lot of people who are just now getting into gymnastics got to realize this team was great and very solid before adding SUNY Lee to it. Jeff right. Graba's done a great job. Yeah. Well, look at look look at the 2019 to 2020 season, and when COVID happened, that team was 
was poised to do something big, but of course uh, the, the 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 season got cut off, and then the very next year again poised to have a chance, and then COVID happened for the team specifically, and they were right. unable to compete at NCAA regionals. So, so you're telling me that there's a team that competes in Auburn Arena that didn't get an opportunity to make a deep hmm. run and, and due, to, due to due to COVID nineteen. Interesting, and also you I've know, never heard I've not heard that one. And before. they've got all the hype right now. Yeah, I, you know, just just feels like something similar. That's uh yeah this feels a little deja vu. It does feel like this is the time. Uh should be a fun spring if you're an Auburn student, Auburn right. fan listening wherever you are right now. You're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM when we get back from the other side of our little 2-minute PSA break. We're already a little behind schedule. I'm not worried about it though. This is actually going to work out better. But we're going to talk about how Auburn football might be Oregon East now. That just might be facts. Auburn sends you one Bo Nix and you get blank in return. <laughs> Anyways, we will we will catch you guys on the other side of the two-minute PSA break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM and TNT in the morning. Be right back. Welcome back. Hope everybody's driving safe, Alabama. Welcome back to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm Harrison Tarr, joined by Thomas Lynn Murphy and Jacob Hillman right here on TNT in the morning. It is now time for, I think, what could be my favorite if Hillman becomes a friend of the program, which is still up for, you know, jury's still out on that one. But uh, <laughs> what could become one of my favorite uh, segments, Thomas Lynn, up there with, you know, everybody's favorite gets another foe, which will be later on in the show. I think, uh, I think I'm ready to introduce everybody to the state of the jungle with jungle president, Jacob Hillman. Mr. Mr. Hillman, I'll, I'll give you the floor about uh, your accomplishments and, uh, you know, the state of the jungle, if you will. Yeah, it's just so fun to see where it's grown from even just my freshman year because obviously I, I've I followed Auburn basketball for a long time. I've seen the jungle grow, but from being within it and seeing how much has grown since then because freshman year there were the games against Missouri and Vanderbilt where we didn't necessarily fill the end zone bleachers. But I know for a fact that this year, those that Vanderbilt and that Ole Miss midweek game in uh, February, those will be filled to the brim. I, I know for a fact because of – one, obviously the success of the basketball team, and that's why we just love being there is supporting those guys. And even when things – at some point, this team's got to lose, right? At some point, you would think. Eventually, yes. Of course. And I know that the students will still show up. It might not be as crazy as that Georgia game on Wednesday night or what is about to happen tonight the and chaos into the morning. that's about to ensue. But I know that we'll still be out there. We'll still be supporting and – and, and that's the point of it. It's not just going out there when Auburn wins. It's about getting out there as they build and grow and, and, and improve. And that's what happened in, earlier in the season. It, it, you could tell the team was good earlier in the season, but they have made great strides. And I, I, I really am happy with the student support and everything. Of course, everyone, whether you are a student, an alumni, whether you're going to the game or not going to the game, wear orange tomorrow. All Auburn, all orange. Uh, show your support from wherever course get the memes ready because hey you got you got to be prepared you've got to be prepared and and really just have fun watching this team this is the best team that has come through Auburn in a long time that final four team wasn't this good at this point so I really think that this is the best and most talented team you've seen like in the regular season since 99 to 2000 that Chris Porter Doc Robinson team that that team was good this team is probably a little bit better and We'll have to see what happens in March if we want to compare it to that Final Four team. But, man, it, it is just awesome. And the atmosphere is going to be so amazing tomorrow. It's going to be the best atmosphere in Auburn Arena history. I've got to ask you. I mean, you've, you were tasked with, with, with a tough, tougher job than you lead on in terms of, of, of everything that you, you head up, uh, especially with the jungle. 
the sheer volume of people that want to show support to this team, mm-hmm. you get your your fair your share fair fair share. Excuse me, English is the language I speak. Of <laughs> of you know the the fair weathers that that happens. Right. The the band, bandwagons, if you will, even if you are an Auburn fan. I like artists. fair weather better. Fair weather's my my yeah. my preference there. Your fair your share of the fair weather fans, but you have such a large core of just I mean a cult yes. at this point. Yes. Uh, how how do you go about managing and making sure? You can you continue support without people getting frustrated about not being able to even get in the game, right? That and that that is a difficult thing to deal with because there are those that are so they've been committed for years. They've been going to games. They've been lining up really early since that SEC regular season championship team. With you know they're still in grad school because that is theoretically possible. Someone that was a freshman that right. year, of they could have been lining up early. They're still getting in line now, and you know it's tough whenever you have those that. Either A, weren't around during that time, or B, weren't showing up earlier in the season. And it is what it is. I, I still want that to happen. I still want people to be going to their first Auburn basketball game in the coming months because that's such an exciting experience, and you never know. It might turn you into a dedicated fan, and that's how it happens. You've got to go to your first game at some point. Right. It, it, that's the thing. So, you know, yeah, of course, it's there's going to be the people that, you know, like myself, I've been there since the beginning. I don't care. That doesn't matter. You, you still want to welcome new fans. That creates the most energetic environment possible because when they get down there, they think, man, this is my first game. I'm going to go as crazy as possible, and that's what we want. We want tomorrow to just be deafening and be right on top of the floor. That's the whole point, point. and, you know, it, it, you hate it for anyone that doesn't get in because, obviously, the arena can only hold so much, and if you don't get in tomorrow or even another game, keep coming back. Because you're going to have those Ole Miss and Vanderbilt games where the line isn't going to be as long as it was on Wednesday or tomorrow. It's going to be you're not going to have to line up before the, the day of the game. You are going to be able to line up at a normal time and, and get inside and experience the jungle. Because it's still going to be as crazy and loud as possible. So that's the whole thing is show up, keep showing up, even if – you get a little discouraged. It, it, it's a lo- it's a blast and it's worth it. I well said, and and I want to throw out an extra. You know, I want to commend and Thomas Lynn. I think you'll you'll agree with me on this, man. You Auburn students, you guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and 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 this this that's a sincere compliment. And I think I think oh, you yeah. know that. It's like Katie Johnson is crazy as all get out. Yes, but yeah. in the best way possible. I love that man. I, it, it brings it, out the best in the students. I, I think that also we're we're forgetting a lot of this. I mean that Auburn Arena was rocking. On a Wednesday night against the worst team in the SEC. Against the worst team in the SEC. If you're listening and you're, you're an Auburn student, and you're, if you're not, then I'm glad you're tuned in. But this is for the Auburn students for one second. Man, you, I know you guys got classes. You got homework. I, I just early in the term, granted. But, but you got classes. Some of you guys have lab. And you're still making your way out to these games. That is, that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Just the dedication that, that, that's being shown. Because no one would blame you for saying, you know, I got an exam on Friday. I'll watch it on TV. Yeah. There are so many kids that I have an exam on Friday. I will cram all day Thursday. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's the thing is uh, when I saw people lined up around noon to 2 o'clock on Wednesday, I was like, all right, this is for real. This is building up to be something huge. And just the biggest thing we've seen since really that final four year and beyond that since Chris Porter and Doc Robinson. So I just am so excited to see the support continuing to build because – that's, that's what you don't want. You don't want to flatline. You want that – the charts keep going up. You want it to keep going up. And 
And we continue to see that. And whether that's from the alumni base or the student body, it's incredible to see because I, you know, I see so many uh, alumni, whether it's on uh, social media or just elsewhere, saying, "Man, I wish I could have been a part of this when I was a student." Of course, the Cliff Dwellers back in that era were awesome, and it's just something that it's different. And I think that it's special that we'll continue to get even better, even past my time uh, as Jungle President. So I'm, I'm just so happy to see this. As soon as your four-year term has been. Has, has drawn to its conclusion. I've only got a few months left. And, and so. we pushed you out of the White House, which <laughs> is actually just Catherine Cater Cooper Hall. But uh, <laughs> Thomas Lynn, I, I don't want to you know, cram, get, in, get in your way, so if you have anything you wanted to ask Hillman on that note, because I think we're going to try to – it's going to talk about Auburn football here in a minute. Really enjoying this conversation more, and I think almost every Auburn fan's enjoying talking about basketball more than, enjoy, than yeah, they're enjoying talking it, about it, football right now. This is, this is January. This is January. We can worry about football. Come July. Real, real talk. Yeah. I saw a tweet on my on my on my timeline today about Auburn football, and I was like, man, I forgot that this school has that. And that that's just not a joke because it's just so submersed right now in mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and Auburn fans are not in misery yet. Right. Uh, that 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 will and, and, and can happen. Of but, course. Uh, it's different. Yeah. Um. So Jacob, do you think like the jungle and stuff is the best atmosphere in college basketball? Yeah, I can't. I can't speak for other environments. I've never been to Duke. I've never been to Indiana. I've never been elsewhere like I've been to around the SEC the southeast but I can't say for a fact but considering what other um uh endorsements we've had Jimmy Dykes you've had all kinds of guys uh say this is the best environment in college basketball right now and I think that is true right now now with that being said it's not I I saw someone put it where I think it was a it was a it was a new uh professor in the journalism department I Cannot recall his name. I haven't had him with the class, but he's new to Auburn basketball because he's a, he's a new uh, professor here. And he was talking about he's like, this is the in- most insane thing I've ever seen with the students getting prime seating and and just being crazy the whole game. Someone compared it, said Duke might be a little more organized and more basketball focused, but the jungle is louder. And I think that's the whole goal is just to be as loud as possible. Of course, there can be fun chants, there can be fun uh, heckles and whatnot, but I think the most important thing is just. Making that building shake, trying to trying to get on the Richter scale is the call. So <laughs> I, I I just think that it's just awesome to see that and and see all the endorsements come throughout the country. And obviously, like I said, Jimmy Dykes is awesome. One, Huge one of the best. praise. Uh, Pat Bradley he, the other night he was talking about it as well. So it, it, it's hard for me to say it's not because it's coming from everywhere from people that have experience other places in the country. Like I, like I said, I haven't, but I, I do believe that it is the best. It's the best in the SEC. I will say that for doubt. a fact. For the country, I mean, for sure, top three. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, it's crazy how hard it is to get into Auburn Arena now and like, how much tickets are going for. Like I'm seeing like $300, like standing room only. It's where for Auburn fans, it's easier to go to away games. And we've mm-hmm. seen the impact. I mean, Auburn. at Alabama, <laughs> Ole Miss, like yeah, you could hear you're going to see it in crowd. Georgia at Georgia in a couple weeks. Georgia oh, yeah. is going at Georgia at February fifth. Those tickets, so <laughs> the tickets on their website were like twenty dollars, I think, to get inside. That's what I got mine for StubHub? Nope, it's north of a hundred dollars already. Wow! So if you're looking at other games, you know, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, that's a big one. Go ahead and get those tickets, so that way you don't wait too long, and those tickets become expensive. So, and you can be witnesses. Yeah, the witnesses. That is the big thing. Coach witnesses. Pearl loves the witnesses on the road. You saw the impact at Alabama and at Ole Miss. It's good to be back home. You might not see the impact in Missouri or Arkansas. That that's a far trek, but 
you will know there are Auburn fans there that are from the Midwest or, or living there now. Now, with that being said, after that, I think every game should have so many Auburn fans at it because, like you said, it's impossible to get into Auburn Arena this year. And it's a lot of fun to go on the road and visit a new school and, and see what their environment's like and obviously support the Auburn Tigers that are looking pretty dang good right now. Yeah, and you yourself can impact the game. Like in Ole Miss, mm-hmm. that crowd of Auburn fans. The audible. What impacted group. the game? From what I was told, outside of the student section for Ole Miss, it was 50-50. Like the student section is what gave Ole Miss the edge. But if, it, if you're talking about just outside of that, it was 50-50 between Auburn and Ole Miss fans. Wow. Thomas Lynn, you brought up a good point about people criticizing, uh, or not criticizing, but you were talking about how hard it is to get in Auburn Arena now. And I saw some a, a thread trying to clown Twi- Auburn on Twitter the other day about uh, Auburn Arena sitting just north of 9,000. Uh, Baylor's going small. <laughs> Cameron Indoor yeah, is Cameron not Indoor. that big. And uh, I thought that was the funniest clapback. Someone goes, so uh, Cameron Indoor and Auburn Arena have almost – the exact same amount of seats. I think Cameron Indoor might be. Oh, it's got to be small. I've been to Cameron Indoor, smaller. and it looks like a gymna- like a high school gymnasium. Well, it's like, essentially. Yeah, so it's crazy. it has 200 more seats. Oh, less, wow. than two, less than 200 more seats. That's what I was saying. I, th- I thought it was almost exactly the same. Yeah. The reason it, pro- it probably is smaller, but because it's so much older, the, the seats are probably a little bit smaller. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what I would guess, and that's how it gets in. So. But I, I just thought that was really interesting that, Auburn has now injured, injured itself into the conversation. Of <laughs> well, that's the thing. We also saw the tweet earlier where it. I'll, I'll say it, Katie Johnson said there might be a special guest later on tonight uh, outside Auburn Arena for the line for those that are lined up early. And someone clapped back and was like, oh, Kentucky's always the biggest. Is, pull out all the stops for Kentucky or whatever. And someone said, oh, Kentucky's always the biggest game on uh, everyone's schedules. And, well, Auburn is the biggest game on Kentucky's schedule this year. So – I think that's the best way to put it there. The best, uh, you, and we've talked about this before we went on air, but, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people think about this one before we come back on the other side of the break and talk a little deep fried, and then we're going to talk you know, actual basketball analytics and let you do your job. But uh, everyone's response, and, and, and Auburn's Twitter has been, you're not special, you're just next. You're we're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Be right back in two minutes. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, a.k.a. One Smart Cookie, joined by Jacob Hillman, celebrity letter holder, and uh, Thomas Lynn Murphy, who has done nothing cool. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have too much fun on the show, man. I'm sorry. Hey, can't confirm you are One Smart Cookie. Uh, you guys confirm. tried to help me. You told me it was four. No, five. 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 That's, what, that's where he went wrong. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I should have said five. I didn't. I panicked, and I got the question right. It's my fault. Oh, well. So I teased it before we went went to break, and we're gonna have to circle back. Jacob, my last interview question for you is: this, this has been way more formal of an interview than we've ever had on TNT in the morning. Have you been deep fried yet? I have. You have. I have. I have by a few of my friends, and there there's some that are that are funny, and some that are <laughs> I, I can't really describe on the <laughs> air. Um, but no, they they are they are awesome. I, I love that because you know it's just it's just something that obviously all of Auburn Twitter is just going off on right the alabama reply it was five thousand five thousand replies and it's been 2500 consistently since then for georgia and ole miss that's that's awesome because it really just brings up the excitement it gives you something to do and i think it's part of the uh the peacock moment uh movement where okay okay we need to talk about talk that. about that yes so obviously college of magnolia they posted that article about it and it's just like enjoy this team you 
talking on Twitter, you make no impact on what the team does. Like, let them prepare. Let them prepare for the games. And don't worry about jinxing Auburn or or anything. I completely agree. That's awesome. That's an awesome way to think because this team is good. Have fun with it. Don't be like, oh, that game on Saturday looks looks, looks a little scared. Who cares? Have fun with it. Yeah. Be confident you're going to win. I like this. Go in and support the team. That's all that you can do as a fan. And don't like, – that's the thing is, like, I do feel like I've fallen into that trap several times with teams where I'm like, oh, they'll eventually fall apart at some point, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And, you know, I feel like it's more fun whenever you're just having a blast watching the team, making jokes on Twitter, deep-frying memes, and really just going in with the utmost confidence. Thomas Lynn, have you been deep-fried yet? Uh, AJ made that one of you and me. Oh, uh, that's TNT right. The morning deep you just fried. lost the TNT in the morning's favorite basketball team is, is, is deep-fried now. That, that exists. I'm still learning how to deep fry. I still don't really know. You should have gone to, oh, my Lord, There y'all. was a Twitter there was space. A there Twitter was a Twitter spaces space. clinic. Um, Auburn fans, y'all are just wild. Y'all are crazy, and I love it. it this, is, this is incredible. My first time being deep fried. It's it's almost like you know like yeah. the first time it's, you, it's like a oh what's the word I don't even know what it is it's I, like getting knighted I'm gonna similar I was gonna put it in like SEC jargon where it's it's like if I'd imagine how you feel when you get your first cowbell if you're a Mississippi State fan you know what I mean it's like you can't replace this is cherished mm-hmm. my first time was after I I was one smart cookie right um <laughs> and someone took a picture of the jumbotron and deep fried it and said you just lost to known smart cookie Harrison Tarr incredible and. Instead of, you know, being embarrassed or saying, oh, I hate this, which some people have seemed to not, a, not buy in yet. But we're working on that. We'll get there. I was honored. Yeah. This, this was – I felt like I had made it. Absolutely. I, I, I made it more by being deep fried than I did by being one smart cookie. Because here's the thing. You are, you are in Auburn basketball history. Whenever people go through the replies of those tweets, you're down there somewhere, and someone will probably see it. So you are – a part of Auburn history. Look I, at it that way. That's is that not the best it. part about this this whole deep fried meme movement? If you can't be there, if you can't be at the game, right? You are still, I, I'd say, equally supporting and supporting the best you possibly can. Absolutely. Which I think is the the most fun part about all of this. Listen, when there are stories being written, news se- uh, segments being published about this stuff, you know how big it is, yes. and that's happening with just the Twitter movement. So it, it's amazing to see because. You know, like I said, they, obviously I'm focused on the student body and the and all that, but that helps so much as well. But you still have to make time to make memes. Of course. You have to carve it out. Of course. Schedule yeah, no. I, I had one for Ole Miss for, for Brad Law, part of the Auburn Sports Network that, yes. that he that he enjoyed. So Good. That, that, that's 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 part of it. As you should. Uh, sitting behind you, Grace Moyer has uh, has one that you'll, you've lost to our audio. Or <laughs> yes, audio engineers. And audio engineers. <laughs> it's good. Um, it, it's, it's, it's good for the culture. People think it's toxic. Um, well, see, I describe it as good toxicity. It brings everybody together. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Like, obviously, the opposing fans might not like it, but they just need to get over it. Of course, then, then, then what I should say is the, the, the memes that are made in good fun. Of course, we've seen some that aren't necessarily in Vulgarity good fun. is not necessarily the winning winner. winner of course. You know and, and that's the thing is, like, if – now, when they see those, they can get mad. That, that and that's fair. But whenever it's the ones that are just in good fun, like, get over it. It is what it is. It's a lot of fun to do that. How about you get your fan base to start doing it? Uh, we've seen other fan bases try. They cannot get to the level that Auburn is. Absolutely not. As long as it's not, like, deeply insulting, I think that it's 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 actually a healthy thing. That's I wouldn't point. say toxicity. I do need to ask, though, so 
We saw that Bama fans before the national championship start doing the robe mm-hmm. for the Cobra Kai mm-hmm. um, and the signal of the gumps. That's what they called it themselves. Yes. Listen to Weagle 911. I did not say that. Hit that draw button. They, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I did not come up with that. But the self proclaimed gumps came up with their own emoji. And now Auburn has their own emoji the, with the peacock. I, I, I need, you, you briefly yeah. mentioned it, even for, for myself and especially for those listening that might be. Like what the heck is going on? See, I had my I had my thoughts about that because I thought, oh wow, this is the exact same thing. But I was also like, but that's part of the peacock. That's part of we don't care. We don't care what you did before that. We're gonna do our own. But why thing. the peacock? Because it's cocky. Who cares? Okay, it's, it's just like peacock. You 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 the the feathers. I don't know the the biology of a peacock or what it's called. Right? Yeah, no, yeah no, I'm with you. But that's the point. You flaunt how good you are. And that's what peacocks do. Like loud and obnoxious. Right, exactly. So who <laughs> I cares? Like it. No, Bring I, it. I, I, I'm, I'm here for it, and I'd heard that, but I, I, I know there's got to be some people that are listening right now. I, I, I have no I idea. Right. You go on, you go, you go on social media. It's not just on, you know, it's not just on Twitter either. People, you know, Facebook names are having the peacock next to it oh, now, yeah. and Instagram names, and then, and people are commenting it everywhere. I know there are people that are confused, so I did need us to cover that one because even I was not 100 percent certain. Yeah, and like I said, it's, it was written on College of Magnolia by Ryan Starrett, and you can read the whole article there. It, it, I, I can't remember what game he wrote it before. It might have been South Carolina. It might have been Florida. Either way, it was it was a great story and really, really well put together. And really, I think it just summed up what the feeling of Auburn fans are right now. Because obviously you had – because I think what happened was he wrote it, and then it just exploded from there where everyone was like, okay. Fine, we'll 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 have fun with this, and because obviously you had some that were already doing it, but then after that, everyone bought in. Well, TNT in the morning does have a peacock on our name. We also have the P emoji, which we're going to talk at the top of the hour with Grace Shenzing about pushing P. I'm sorry you can't be here for that. Oh, I'm so disappointed. But uh, <laughs> but you got to push peacock with us if you will. I, yes. So uh, let's actually get into a little basketball before I know you got to run. I I I'd kind of posed this question, and this has been something that. TL and I've been talking about the past couple weeks and you know even off air about you know kind of player breakdowns Who, who's your biggest surprise of 2021-22 thus far so yeah I'm gonna go with a weird answer and that's Wendell Green being as impactful as he is off the bench understood, understood. I thought he would be the starter and he would kind of make this impact but the fact that it's just it should works out perfectly where Zepp starts the game plays his defense and then you bring in Wendell for However long he plays, he, I mean, I think he's played basically 25 minutes per game, and he's scoring 15 points per game, and then he finishes the game as well. It, it's such a it's such an awesome role that I really like because Zepp, I think his defensive tenacity is he's not getting a lot of the stat sheet, but he is. I will say his three point shots coming along, and I think that he kind of like here's what I imagine with Zepp is in the tournament. You remember when Javon McCormick saved the day against New Mexico yep, State? Yep. Something like that. I, I see him being extremely crucial in March. And back to Wendell, I just think it's so great to have that coming off the bench where he's obviously unselfish enough. He doesn't care about coming off the bench. or getting He gets the minutes, and he's able to go out there and do his thing, score and be a playmaker. And I think that he is really the best playmaker on the team. Of course, there's Jabari. But I, I just think that his pure skill, he doesn't even have to playmake. He just has to, he just finds the spot, basketball. makes a shot. Exactly. So – I think what Wendell does is so important for this team, and there are times whenever uh, it feels like the offense is slumping a little bit, you bring Wendell in and things pick right back up. Microwave. Yep. Thomas Lynn, your thoughts? 
I don't think there's any wrong answer you can go no, there's here. Not. But, I mean, obviously I would go with uh, Wendell Green as well. But the other one I'd say is Katie Johnson, the impact he's had on this team, becoming a starter, and just the tenacity he plays with. I mean, he gets everybody energized. He makes a three-pointer. He's going crazy. He's looking at the opponent's bench, getting the jungle up and rowdy. And his defensive performance, I mean, he's getting two, three steals a game. And it's just bringing that Auburn defense and energy with it. And it's crazy. Him and Dylan Cardwell, both. Yeah. NCAA players have to be drug tested. So we know this guy's sober. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the craziest part. I love KD. I love him so much. And you mentioned Dylan as well. I think putting them together is fair with just the energy they bring. You know, like, I'm going to go ahead and put on my Jungle President hat. And, like, it is awesome whenever they turn to us and they're they're pumping up the crowd. And, you know, they turn to the alumni section and do the same thing. I mean, People listen to that because also, you know, obviously we all remember football season when Dylan was out there with his shirt off. Right. So people remember that, and they're just saying, oh, he's going to go crazy like that for a f- the football team? We're going to do the same thing for whenever he's team. out there playing. And it gets court. noticed on television. Absolutely. I mean, they talk about it every done. game. Yeah. Every and, game. And the craziest part is is Auburn has a potential number one draft pick in Jabari Smith, possibly three first-round, three draft picks in the NBA this season, and a lot of little kids – Favorite players on the team this year is not Jabari Smith, it's not Walker Kessler, it's not Alan Flanagan, it's Katie Johnson. Yeah, they look up to him like they did freaking Cam Newton in 2010. Have, have y'all it's seen? Crazy. Have y'all seen Katie's new Instagram profile picture? Yes, it's, it's incredible. It, it's Bruce. It's Bruce. It's Bruce getting hype. It's awesome. I love it. And I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a couple of names before I know Hillman. You said you got to get out of here after this block, which is fine. Uh, I'm gonna throw out for biggest surprises for me. Number one's Leo Berman. And his improved role. I don't think Auburn fans don't come at me. I don't think he's all that good of a basketball player. I really don't. I think he's a thousand percent effort every single minute he's on the court. I think he's much better defender than any of us thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's be honest, he is the sole reason Auburn did not lose to St. Louis. Right. That he is the reason. Right. Um, he's been huge for Bruce off the bench, and he's been he's been very important. And in, in, in the crowd loves. When when Leor gets buckets, <laughs> if Leor scores, the the crowd goes wild. Exactly. Uh, my second name is I feel like this poor this poor guy gets overlooked by everybody. Everybody forgets he exists. Jalen Williams is one of the best, most underrated players and off the bench in all of college basketball. You know, it's funny because I was looking at I was looking at your thing and you're talking about MVP outside the starting six. That that was my answer. Yeah, Jalen Williams has scored ten. He scores quite as ten points every game, but those ten points are crucial. He, he scored uh, a bunch against uh, Georgia, and it, I forget what other game it was. It, it might have been South Carolina or it might have been Florida when Kessler had foul trouble. or It was some game where Kessler had foul trouble, and he went off. And it's just awesome to see because he's been in that role his whole entire career, but I want to see him get recognized more because I feel like he has potential to become even greater of a player. I'm glad he got rid of those big sweatbands, though. That was yeah. bad. It was a bad look. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a judge here, but I was just like, yeah, that's yeah. not the vibe. Uh, he's playing with more confidence than he ever has. Yeah, he has. He's uh, he may not, he may break off the backboard, but he's going to pull. He well, that's the thing, it, and that's what's important. When you've got great players around you, it helps those players that might not be as confident or whatnot. They 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 start to feel it and they let it fly, and you see how talented they truly are. It's uh, this team top to bottom is 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 just absurd. Thank you for joining us today, Jacob. We appreciate you stepping in. Hey. I know you've got a busy night. Ahead of you. Busy, busy night, 24. busy morning, and then from there, let's hope we're celebrating at Tumor's Corner. 
I might be celebrating in my bedroom asleep. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's how a lot of people will be, but I have a feeling that Timber's going to get a nice snow tomorrow yeah. if Almering pulls so. off the W. Forecast for snow tonight, maybe forecast for snow tomorrow in afternoon. afternoon. You listen to TNT in the morning. We were joined today by Jungle President Jacob Hillman. Had a great time. Glad you come on, man. Hey. We'll see you guys on the other side of this two-minute break. Let's stay right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. Thomas Lynn, it's just me and you now, man. I know. What a great guest Jacob is. Though. Jacob, what a I mean, honestly, uh, you guys, make sure to give him a follow on Twitter. I think it's at Jacob Hillman. I'm pretty sure that's it's just straight up at Jacob Hillman. Guy rocks. He puts his blood, sweat, and tears into the Auburn jungle, in case you guys could not tell. Very passionate. And, uh, I mean, just a great interview. I, that, that was a lot of fun. And, and a stand-up dude. So, Hillman's welcome back on the program anytime he desires we would love to have him back on right now we're going to take a little trip around the sec which feels kind of like we're getting back to normal thomas Lynn. it does we do have a bit of a interesting slate on saturday and we're gonna at the at the end of the show we're gonna pick sec games on saturday which will be fun because this is the first time we get to pick basketball right um, we gotta start keeping count of our records i will say i think i, I need to go back and count because this might be fake news but at the end of the regular uh, football season, our Pickums champion was Thomas Lynn Murphy. Hey. And I think it was by, like, a game. And that was with me. There was one game in there. I had somebody, like, upset in Bama or something. Vandy beating someone stupid. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. It might have been Florida. Did you take Auburn or Houston in the ballgame? Houston. Okay. Yeah, I did too. So, I think you won by one or two games. I'll have to check again. I know I'm, I'm confident that you won our Pickums. But now we're into basketball season. And we both went. We were both, by the way, we were both over uh, – 81% of our picks. Oh, well. So we did very well. Very well. But we'll now we're the best two out of three. You got basketball season and baseball, so. Yeah, we'll do like series picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That work? Yeah, that works. We'll that. That'll be fun. See who wins weekend series. So you get three games, whoever wins yeah. two out of the three. Yeah, we'll do that. That, that sounds fun. Good, good idea. Really good idea. Maybe throw, you know, we could also throw in. What's that? Throw in the, uh, like, one or two softball series one or two all right you know what i'm saying throwing it sprinkle them in every now and again some big ones i'll tell you what we got to do we got to get all our fans and create a march madness tournament bracket no that's league. gonna happen go thank you for teasing that we're, we're doing that but in terms of thank you for talking about march madness let's bring it back down to the sec because i mean holy cow this conference is really good at basketball this year <laughs> and it, and the men's column and women's column for that matter but obviously we have a yeah, you know, big matchup tomorrow, Auburn versus Kentucky, which we've spent most of our show to this point talking about other teams that are, you know, out there to possibly threaten Auburn this year, Thomas Lynn. Um, so I say you got like four or five. Right. Um and this is the regular season champ uh championship chances. Uh, well, by the way. yeah, but LSU, which Auburn already took care of very handedly. Right. Um, they ended up getting beat this past week at Alabama, which Probably helps Auburn's resume, honestly. I mean, that shows – I mean, Coleman College team, obviously, it's not as tough as coming to Auburn Arena, but it's still – with Nate Oates, what he's doing with that program, it's it's still a tough place to play, especially on the road. It's very hostile. So, Auburn getting a win there, LSU going there and losing, that helps Auburn. Um, we, there's a big game this weekend, LSU and Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee is living up to the hype that everybody had them coming into the season with. They got curb stomped by Kentucky last weekend. I'm not sure if anybody was able to watch that game. I tuned into it, and it was absolutely crazy what Kentucky was doing that team. They were not missing any shots. Their guards, I think, missed two shots combined and both scored like 20-plus. So, And that, Kentucky snuck out of there alive. Yeah. So 
playing Auburn plays at Tennessee this year. That's gonna be a obviously a tough road game for Bruce Pearl going back home. Alabama, I mean, when they come to Auburn Arena, that's gonna be crazy. But just because of the nature of the rivalry. Yeah, but I I've said it to all my Bama friends and stuff this year. It's like they're they remind me just like that 2019 Auburn basketball team that at one point was five and five in SEC play and was just on the bubble of even making the NCAA tournament. But they played the exact same. It's like they live and die by the three-point shot. And Auburn fans just hope this team is not peaking right at this moment. But if uh, all it takes is for a team to get hot in March and right before tournament play starts, SEC tournament and then the NCAA tournament, to get hot, and that's all it takes. I mean, in 2019, Auburn didn't lose in the month of March. Went 12-0. and So I, I'm still a little – scared of that Bama team because I mean if they start hitting threes like they're supposed to and what Nate Oates has recruited those players to come and do they're a dangerous team come tournament time I will say there's two shocking teams one good and one bad in the league the bad is Arkansas I agree they have not I thought Musselman's team is way better than they are I thought so too and they have not been doing good in SEC play at all they're they're on a three-game win streak right now, but those wins come against Missouri, a great win against LSU, at LSU, and South Carolina. But, I mean, they, they lost to Vandy. I mean, this team isn't looking as potent as I thought they would be, but Auburn still has to travel to Razorback Nation. So that'll be an interesting game. And the shocking team, in my opinion, who is still on the bubble for the NCAA tournament just because they're – Resume hasn't shown like them playing as tough opponents, but that's Texas A&M, fifteen and three. Texas A&M is going to be a tournament team. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And their first loss in SEC play came this uh, past week, where they they lost by six to Kentucky. And I was and Kentucky barely got yeah, out of that game. Yeah, I was working, but was able to like watch bits and pieces of that game. And Texas A&M looks very very tough. So. Not to mention, and not to, not to go on a Texas A&M tangent, but I mean, we got time. Not a big deal. Welcome <laughs> to the first two-hour episode of TNT in the morning. But A&M, their fan base, it's like they realized in the past week, holy crap, we have a good basketball team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it, it, I understand looking at the you know strength schedule that they've had at this point. Yeah, well, a uh, Power 5 team should win those games. But this past game against Kentucky, it was almost like, wow, our basketball team's really good. Maybe we should like go to the games. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and and they had a record attendance against Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to like really sit down and watch a Texas A and M game. Physical. Yeah, physical. I mean, that's basketball. honestly what I would expect. Like without even seeing them, that's what I'd expect <laughs> from. <laughs> it a, just feels A and M, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Feels like Texas A and M. We've got another guest stepping into the studio right now, whose mic is actually already hot. Jacob, uh, Jake Gonzalez, welcome into the studio. Yes, sir. We're here. We went from Jacob Hillman to Jake Gonzalez. It's a big change right there. Yeah, a lot a big, of, change. Yeah, big change. You've been sitting in the same seat. Welcome into the studio, man. Hope you have a good class earlier. Oh, yeah. Fantastic class. Uh, love the great Rick Smith, if you don't oh, know Oh, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. The voice of Jordan Hare Stadium. He's a great guy. Great and professor, too. A large reason Weagle Radio is where it is today. So, yeah. But welcome. Welcome. We're talking. We've got a couple minutes before we go to commercial. And you, you, I mean, you can read a clock. You yeah. know that. But... We're talking right now about Texas A&M and the, the, the surprise that they are this, this, this SEC basketball season. They are a good basketball team. The fact they are not ranked is, at this is point, unreal. Um, they should have been ranked before going into that Kentucky matchup there, 15-2. I, I, 
um, heading into that matchup. Now they're 15-3, obviously. But they played Kentucky well, played them tough, played them close. I mean, really, you would have hoped they would have crossed the finish line there at the end. But, I mean, as an Auburn fan, you kind of like to see that they lost because it kind of knocks them down because they were also had a perfect record in the SEC up to that point. Right. I think they were 4-0 or 5 Give Auburn a little wiggle room. Exactly. Especially with uh, this match against Kentucky coming up. Kentucky coming up uh, it makes it a little bit easier um, if we lose that game. Uh, it's not as big of an impact. Not as not as big of a deal. But like 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 you said, Thomas Lynn, you you were you were mentioning that there were a handful. Thomas Lynn had some surprises that he mentioned. Uh, Jake, he said big surprises. He said in a bad way. Arkansas Muscleman's group not as good as we thought they were going to be. Uh, they're actually coming on uh, as of late. Um, they had a tough start to the SEC campaign, but uh, as of recently, they picked up. I think they were three and then the last I saw um, after starting zero and three, and they've been outscoring opponents. I think by like. 30 or 40 points. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of Well, that's 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 like the point differential over those but, three games. But Arkansas is is stumbling. It was yeah. was stumbling at the beginning it's, of the year. They, they they did not come out of the gates as as hot as we would have expected them to. And um, and Thomas Lynn, forgive me because I got a little discombobulated here with Jake coming in. Did you mention Tennessee? Uh I think so just like a little bit. But okay. I don't think they've been playing like as good as I would expect them to. I think Tennessee's better than the record showed. Let's not forget they got hit by COVID pretty hard. Uh, they should have won the Bama game. If 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 Fulkerson's in, then they win the Bama game. Uh, that Tennessee team is floating. It feels like they're a duck on a pond. If that makes sense, it, it feels like that they're like a, they're trying to make it look like they're put together, but below the water, they are just running for their lives. Yeah, I, I don't think they're as good of a team as people think that they are, and especially coming into the season. Um, yes, you have Fulkerson, who is a super senior and all this. Is he a sixth-year eight? I think he's a sixth-year Sixth year at Tennessee. Um, which, I mean, he's a great basketball player. Don't get me wrong. He's but, a good basketball player. <laughs> um, he he provides a lot, obviously, on the offensive end in terms of just that mid-range shot that he does obviously so well. And he's big. Yeah, and massive, gets boards. Um, but I just – there's not a lot there outside of that, really. You know, you've got all the Auburn transfer Justin Powell. You've got to mention his name on that team, but I mean, he's not getting a whole lot of minutes on that on that team as well. So it's like, I, I there's just not a I just don't see a ton of depth on that team and a ton of scoring potential outside of Fulkerson. Really, biggest disappointment to this point in in in, in your opinion, Jake, uh, and 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 why is it the Florida Gators? Actually, not my answer. Oh, really? Uh, I, I believe I, I I was just messing. There, there goes my answer, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> Florida um, is a disappointment this year for yes, sure. Yes, but I, I, again, I didn't have high hopes for them coming into this Fair. season. Fair. I, they're they're a solid team. They still will be. They'll compete in the SEC, but middle of the table. Maybe team. last four in. Yeah, that's I can see that. I can see them being on the fringe of making the NCAA tournament or like play in game. Yeah, um, but my biggest disappointment is Alabama. To be honest. Ooh, yeah, you're right. This team has talent. They have experience. The only thing they're really lacking is true height in the middle but they place very similar to you know the early Bruce Pearl teams here at Auburn with Jared Harper and Bryce Brown and that kind of style of play where it's run and gun three ball live by the three or die by the three basically that's the it's funny you said that because Thomas Lynn made that made that comparison not even four minutes ago I mean, yeah. that's, that's no, what that's no, what it, it really is. is that's I exactly mean, what it is all it takes is them for no I, 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 I agree with you guys wholeheartedly that's why yeah. I said it's funny you say that but I n- as to, to put a nice bow on this conversation before we've got a minute, so we'll just go around the table here before we go to the PSA break. If there's a team, and, and, and I'm, I'm ready to project Auburn to win the regular season SEC title. I'm ready to do that now. I, 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 win or lose tomorrow. I, I feel comfortable. 
uh, which which you can call that outlandish if you want, but that's fine. If there's a team that can compete with Auburn for a regular season title in the SEC, who is it? Kentucky. Is Kentucky. there another team other than Kentucky? Uh, A&M at this point. At this point. Um, out, outside of that, most teams are kind of out of their reach, especially if Auburn keeps playing the way that they are right now, which, I mean, that that can change. Well, exactly. Um, uh, I don't think I'm crazy for projecting them to win the SEC right now. I, I, mean, I think they beat Kentucky, I mean – Honestly, I mean, it'd take Auburn to lose three games for Kentucky then to. Well, no, because A&M's still on their heels. Yeah, A&M's, oh, yeah. A&M's technically one game back. But uh, I see. Yeah, outside of Kentucky, I don't know, but it's just if Auburn wins uh, against Kentucky on Saturday, it, it entirely changes the landscape of how the regular season can play out for Auburn. Um, I think it opens it up more for them. They have more wiggle room in terms of. That one game they're going to drop because they're going to lose a game eventually. Oh, absolutely! Right? It's just a matter of when and not if. Um, it's just who is it going to? And be? Auburn fans, you'd rather lose now than lose in March. Oh yeah, it's very true. I've been saying the same thing. I'm like, as, as much as you go into a game, like nobody hopes like, oh, I hope we lose this game right here. But like before you start tournament play and stuff, it's almost like you need that game to humble yourself and realize any night we could still get beat. You got to play your A game every single night. Right, you are, Thomas Lynn. And we're going to talk more Auburn basketball on the other side of the break. We're about to go to a little PSA break. You could say we're pushing PSA. And on the other side of the break, we might talk a little bit about pushing P. You're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. See you on the other side. What's up? What's up? Top of the hour, 12 o'clock noon on Friday, January 21st. Hey, it's it's twelve oh one, and we're still on the air, Thomas Lynn. That's right. The second hour of TNT in the morning. Gosh, it feels either, good. It does. It feels good, and it's either what we really wanted, and our fans also wanted, or just what we wanted, and then our fans are already gone. Because have we gotten everything that we needed to talk about about this upcoming weekend? I don't. I don't I, even think we've touched it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've covered everything. Not just that. We've also. I think that we we start off. Let's let's start with a clean slate before we start pushing P. And, and welcome everybody back to Weagle 91.1 FM. Actually, we're always pushing P because we're P. But we're, we'll get to it. I still don't know what pushing P means. Well, don't worry. I don't think anybody does. I, that's I, the point I do. It. I do. I've listened to the song enough. Osmosis. It is transfused into my brain. Jake, Hor- horrible song, by the Jake way. Jake and I listened to it last night, and we were just transported. We now understand everything that pushing P means. Is Gunna an Atlanta native? Yes, Gunna's an Atlanta native. So... But before we get back into the whole basketball meme culture, and, and, and I do have an opportunity for us today to talk about our favorite memes, which is important. I got to find something. That's yeah, we'll, we'll get the, use the next two-minute break to find some good ones, okay? okay. All right, all right. But let's, let's, let's push it to the top real quick. Talk some Auburn football. Um, we're going to start with Auburn football because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we're, we're going we're gonna to make Auburn fans sad because we're going to say the F word, which is football. Um, and then we're going to bring it back together and we're going to say the B word. Which is basketball, and everyone's gonna be happy. You like? Did you like my little innuendo there? No. Okay, that's fine. I, <laughs> I just thought I'd try it. It was funny. It was funny. Thank you. So, doon do doon doon doon. NFL trade offer. Auburn sends you one Bo Nix. <laughs> Oregon in return sends half of its team. <laughs> what, what do we got? Three players yeah. from Oregon so far. But and, there's and, another and, one in the transfer portal currently. And, and unofficially, the Oregon Duck himself. Allegedly, yeah. the duck is, is transferring to Auburn and becoming 
part of the Auburn culture and family. So a uh, lot, lot going on here. Guys, let's just talk for a minute. Grade Harson's work in the transfer portal so far. Because you bring in Calzada, and now you're bringing in, uh, oh, my gosh, quarterback's name is just, just – Robbie Ashford. Thank you, Robbie Ashford. Oh, my gosh, it just went out of my mind. What, what, what are everybody thinking here, Tom Slynn? I'm liking what he's doing in the portal so far. Um, it was really good that a lot of those offensive linemen have decided to return. Um, that's probably, like, the biggest thing for me with this team. Um, getting Calzada, in my opinion, is an improvement. Um, I just think it was it was just time for both Auburn and Bo Nix just to get something new. It's been three years, just get something new for both sides. So I, I like Calzada. I don't really think Robbie Ashford does that much for Auburn football. I mean, I think he'll probably be the number two quarterback, in my opinion. That's Behind Calzada? Yeah, I think so, it would be him or Demetrius Davis. And I, I don't know what it does for T.J. Finley. I'm not sure if he stays. That was my next question. What does this mean in the quarterback room? Because that's a full quarterback room. It's packed. What's yeah. there, six in there now? Five. In, including, including Greiner or – Jariner. Jariner. Five. Uh, Off got, the top of my head, you've got Finley, Calzone, Calzada. <laughs> uh, uh, Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford, Demetrius, Demetrius Davis, and, and Holden Jariner. So I've got yeah. five. Five scholarship ones, I guess. Yeah. I could be forgetting one, uh, but I've got five. That's five or six. I, I knew it was something wrong. I didn't know exactly. Um, Jariner's here this year. He's just signed. He's in Auburn this year. Yeah. There's no transferring. You got to think two are going to leave, right? There's I, just not enough room for five guys that all think they should start. Exactly. I mean, maybe they're waiting until the end of like, the like eight day and yeah, after spring eight camp. just to see what the deal is. But is I there just, a deadline on the transfer portal when you can go in and have immediate no. eligibility? I think, it's, I, I think for immediate eligibility, I don't know. Like, obviously, if the season starts, you know. I think it's – You can't, but – But you can for sure go X through, like, amount of weeks camp. before season starts. Yeah. But it's, like, kind of late. Well, I was about to say, because what Tyron Truesdale transferred from Auburn went to Florida, had immediate eligibility and played this last year, right? Yeah. Um, but I think he also transferred uh, after like in the day. summer, yeah. After A-Day. Okay. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think the A day will be kind of a teller, and I never want to read too deep into spring games because it's a waste of your time. It really is to do that. But we'll know who's at least in consideration <laughs> based on who gets reps at A day, because uh, that'll be who's getting reps in the spring. I think that if I have to look into my crystal ball, Finley's gone, right? I I would expect him to leave. I would uh, expect I would, Finley to leave, especially after some of the things we've seen on his Instagram page yeah, and Twitter. I, I, He's, he'll make a Sunbelt team happy. Um, or someone else will give him a chance. I'm not, I'm, that's not me talking down on, on TJ Finley. I, don't, I, I still don't think he's ever had a, a position to succeed as a quarterback in college. I don't think he's ever had that position. I, I just don't think the LSU offense or the Auburn offense were the right offense for him. I, I agree with that. They just weren't good so fits. I think, I think we agree Finley's gone. Um, I, I would expect if, if Davis doesn't win the job, Davis is gone. I I would think so. I don't want him to leave. Oh no, that makes me sad. I really wanted to see him in the bowl game some. Just I, to, I just like I'm surprised you know, that you didn't. I am too. Like I mean, considering like how highly touted he was, at least seemed to be coming out of high school, and how he's still stuck with Auburn. You, I would have thought Harson would have given him a chance, especially in the Iron Bowl, when T.J. Finley was very clearly on one leg. Right. Could at least put a uh, put in Grant Loy or somebody. 
somebody who had the option to throw the football in yeah, the second correct. half. I don't know. I don't think it would be a shock to me if Holden Jariner was that backup this year. It really, I don't think. It I don't really. think it would be for me either. I, it's clear Jariner is Harson's guy, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is good. And, and if you're an Auburn fan, and what 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 it may be, but the the question is here. You go out and get Zach Calzada, who had had moments at A and M. He he really he looked good in moments. Agreed. And, and after Bo Nix announces to transfer, which theoretically you have no control over whether or not Nix decides to transfer, is this an upgrade? For Auburn, I, you... I still think it is, just because I, I didn't see Auburn and Bo Nix going much anywhere next year, and I just think it was time to get something new. Now, I I do think Auburn probably could have gotten something better out of the transfer portal than Zach Calzada, and they didn't. Which are you hinting at Caleb Williams? I mean, obviously, I would have loved because to because I've got a copy. I've got some information I learned yesterday about Caleb Williams that just needs to be put out there for, on behalf of Auburn fans, uh, just for the mental health of Auburn fans. What is it? I want to hear it. Auburn was not in the NIL race for Caleb Williams. It, it, it does not seem like this is even a considerable option for him anymore. Uh, I, I guess Yellowwood never got on board. It, it's clear that Apple's never going to get on board. Tim Cook didn't do anything for him, um, <laughs> which is you know. You, you, you make your own decisions about how you feel about the whole NIL's impact on what has now become college football free agency. But uh, Caleb Williams was not going to happen. I don't think it was ever going to happen. Um, and I think that the sooner Auburn fans accept that, probably the better. And apparently he's down two schools between USC and then LSU. I think USC would be my uh, – USC would have to be there. Would be my guess, choice. not just for f- the sake of following – uh, his head coach but uh, following the, Lincoln Riley the NIL yeah. money. and uh, Keon Slovis. Did I say that right? I think so. Keon yeah. Slovis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I cannot. I, I didn't want to mess up his name. Uh, is is transferring to Pitt, right? USC's quarterback tra- just yeah. transferred to yeah, yeah, yeah. transferred to Pitt. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure. sure okay, uh, transferred to Pitt. So that there's a vacancy there. Uh, I would think that it's Williams' job if he goes immediately. Well, it's Williams' job anywhere he goes. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. I think that's a it's probably a good fit for him, and it's at USC, so you're gonna make a boatload of money. I mean, plus you already have familiarity with the system Lincoln Riley wants to run, so that's another obviously plus for them. Right, right. So I thought it was funny. I saw on Twitter one of the Oklahoma players like saying like all the players that are transferring to USC. It's like just like a month ago, like they were bashing Lincoln Riley and some of those coaches for just leaving Oklahoma in the dust and going to USC, and there they go with them, which is crazy. The irony is real, huh? It is. Oh, it the is. irony is real. But, but I mean, Auburn, honestly, go back to that with the NIL money. It's not like Auburn doesn't have enough money because, I mean, God, Auburn could just break the bank giving NIL deals left and right to players. But you have to get those people that have the money on board with the coaching staff, with the players that they want. And I guess they, they just didn't want Caleb Williams. I, I suppose uh, that, that that's the case. But, but also there there's more quarterbacks. I mean, you got Jackson Dart transferring right? out and there's plenty of others. Auburn clearly never made a push for Dylan Gabriel. No. Which uh would have been an interesting choice. Of course at that point we did not know that Nix was leaving when Gabriel entered the transfer portal. We didn't know. And I think that everyone kind of thought until he wasn't, we thought he was a shoe in to go to Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. Um so there's 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 things of that nature. But Overall, um, very interesting news coming out of Auburn, uh, Auburn football. 
And when I say interesting, I mean weird. Um, Anders Carlson returning this year. Makes no sense. Makes no, no sense with McPherson coming in. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of – there's a lot of reason for concern if you're an Auburn fan. Uh, wide receiver one's going to be Shedrick Jackson. Again. After, again, after uh, Kobe Hudson was, quote-unquote, entered the transfer portal – Got dismissed from the team. We don't. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. Know. And and, I, and we can't. We, we're not going to speculate because I'm going to be honest. We're guys. I think y'all agree. We're just not going to do that. Um, it's that's between him and Harson. Narrator Kobe Hudson will not be part of the Auburn program. There's some disarray, and um, I got a hard time seeing this team anything better than you know six and five, uh, six and six, seven and five next year. But uh, we'll have to see. The transfer portal's not done yet. Signing day's not not completed. It's going to be a sight to behold. It's going to be an interesting couple of months for Auburn football, to say the least. How long is Harshan's leash in 2022? I think it's longer than what a lot of people are giving him. I do, too. Because, honestly, if Bo Nix doesn't get hurt and Auburn doesn't just lose that debacle against Mississippi State, I think but not only is Bo Nix still at Auburn and finishing out his career – but Auburn would finish up an eight nine win season. Auburn would probably this get, year? would would have gone on to win the Iron Bowl with Bo Nix. Yeah, hey, Auburn wins the Iron Bowl by a touchdown and a half if you win if you if you play with Bo Nix. If that game goes the same way it went, yeah, which but, which is a big theoretical, obviously. Yeah, no but good. I mean, I don't think this season. I mean, although they finished six and seven, it it wasn't as bad as it ended up being. If you, but it I wasn't mean, as bad as it looks basically right. from the from the outside. Kind of how I want to phrase that. That's a good sum. I think that that's the only 13 minutes we're going to spend talking about Auburn football today. Agreed. Uh, I think we're going to get back into Auburn basketball. If you've got any questions about Auburn football, we're happy to field them and give them a best stab. Uh, shoot us a tweet at TNT in the AM, or you can you know, tweet at me or Jake or Thomas Lynn individually, and we'll, we'll get to those and we'll, we'll, we'll see your tweet. We value y'all's opinion, y'all's questions. We'll be happy to answer those. Auburn football, Auburn basketball, gymnastics, meme culture, Shoot us a tweet. Let us know what you want to hear. On the other side of the break, we are going to be pushing P, and we're going to talk about it. So, uh, Thomas Lynn, I'll, I'll, give you the, I'll give you a synopsis while we're away so you, you're a little informed. All right. That work for you? Will do. All right. Locked in right here on TNT in the morning on Weagle 91.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys on the other side of the pushing PSA break. Let's go. What block are we on, Thomas Lynn? I cannot even tell you. I think we're on block seven of TNT in the morning? Maybe six. six. Block six of TNT in the morning. You know, we are some journalism majors. That math is, is not our strong suit. It's not. I haven't taken a math class. In, did I take one in college? Dude, I thought I, thought I went to junior college for one year in, dude, or community college. And I don't think I took a math class. I uh, Some of y'all didn't take Cal 2 like I did. I so. took pre-calculus <laughs> um, with Trig, and I thought it was so fun. I took it twice. <laughs> That's yeah. not the reason you took it twice. That's not the reason I took it twice at all. Matter of fact, I might have taken it three times. No, I took it twice. I took it twice. Yeah, that's the final answer. Now, Journalism 1100, different story. We're not getting into that anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome back to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Jake, have you been outside recently? Is it warming up? Oh, absolutely not. No. So it's, 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 it's freezing. It's okay. So it's a freezing uh, – that's the official temperature, by the way. It's just cold. Yes. Very cold. That's, like that's all 30. I'll say about it, basically. Yeah. It's like 32 on the dog. 30 cold. Um, Friday here on the Plains, January 21st, 2022, coming to you live from our studio here in the Melton Student Center on campus 
Hope everybody's having everybody's having a great Friday, getting ready for some exciting gymnastics tonight, like we mentioned at the top of you know the last hour. And uh, you know, got a big weekend here on the plains. Gymnastics tonight at seven, right? Yes, at seven. seven. Gymnastics tonight at seven. Auburn men's basketball takes on Kentucky tomorrow at noon. Auburn women's basketball takes on the University of Alabama at four three. Yep, I this, I meant three. I was testing you, Jake. I was testing you. You can't test. You me. passed. I mean, yeah, I always. You passed, of course. It's not that I forgot at all. Um, <laughs> at three o'clock on Sunday, so very busy weekend in Auburn athletics coming up. And it's important when you go into these these arena sports is what I'm going to have to start referring to it as because the Auburn meme culture has expanded to pretty much gymnastics is now their deep frying gymnastics too. It's becoming like the Auburn thing. You do need to understand all the memes, so it's important that we understand. We talked about the peacock last uh, last blo- last hour with Jacob Hillman. He gave us a good rundown about what the peacock is. I don't know if you're familiar, Jake. Oh, I am. So he, he gave us all a good rundown about how to properly use the peacock. Um which is essentially just put it in your name, or you can comment it. It's uh, it's being cocky and being you know very very loud and obnoxious about being a fan. Hence, so, hence the hence peacock. Hence the peacock, yeah. Which now that he said it, you know, makes sense. It does. But uh, the next one we're, we're we're talking about pushing pee. Pushing pee. Pushing pee. Always pushing pee. Always pushing pee. I just don't even know what to think about it. All honestly. right, according to Urban Dictionary. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a couple definitions. Uh, first one is. It's more than a couple words or applying pressure. Push and pee, and that's emoji pee, by the way. It's not a letter. It's an emoji. Yes. Push and pee is a lifestyle, a whole way of living. Example, if you spend your money on things that you've wanted for time, you're push and pee. If you spend your parents' money on stuff and flex it, you're not push and pee. So, um, yeah, I think... The, the 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 example. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm having to read the examples so I can make sure this is G-rated. Uh, the example conversation is, dang, you see that Louis coat he wearing? I think his parents bought it. And then someone else goes, nah, homie, that boy pushing pee. And I, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've learned about pushing pee. And <laughs> that is. The fact that Caleb just walked in here and now we're talking about pushing pee. That's Caleb hilarious. Jones, welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, are you pushing pee today? What, what did I just walk into, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got Plainsman Sports Editor uh, Caleb Jones in studio with us now. He's here to talk pushing pee, Auburn memes, and Auburn basketball. Can, can so. I just can I just say we have the Plainsman Sports Editor, and then we also have the Sports Director at Eagle Eye. So we got like the heads here. Get a celebrity. We got the celebrity. Yeah, well, you know who we had earlier? We had Jacob Hillman on. So we, we had the oh yeah the, the whole trifecta. The whole, yeah, honestly, yeah, everything you want. Yeah. We're just TL and I are just kissing our boss's butts today. I guess. <laughs> 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 Caleb, thank you for joining us today. Sorry if it was such short notice, um, but I'm glad you could hop in. Oh yeah, all good. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought like, the, uh, I thought there was more. I thought there was more. Uh, uh, uh. No. Anyway, so we're uh, we're talking about uh, push and pee right now, uh, which has become part of the meme culture here at Auburn. You're familiar with the peacock. Oh yeah, and of course you're familiar. You've been deep fried. I've been deep fried. I have. I've seen. I was. I was honored. That's what we were saying in the last block. It's like what's it's like the first time you. uh, It's kind of cool. It's like I got my own NFT. Yeah, yeah. There we go. (laughs) Perfect. It's like getting your first tumors lemonade. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In in Auburn terms, it's like like getting your first tumors lemonade. Like throwing your first roll of toilet paper. First Auburn football game. You know what I mean? Like like one of those moments, but like it's in a meme form. Something you can like, and you have lasers coming out of your eyes. That's it's all you can cool. want. I so, 
Anyways, um, the backstory about Push and P is that there's this really bad song that Gunna wrote with Drake. It's and not that bad. It's quite bad. It's not good. It's but quite it's not that bad. We had this conversation yesterday. We did. <laughs> yeah, Scoob was in the. Yeah, I called you Scoob on live radio this time, and that's probably going to continue. Um, but Caleb was in the car with Jake and I. We were coming back from playing basketball. Of course, Caleb had like 50 steals because he's a madman, and uh, shot the lights out. At the wreck, by the way. Yeah, if anybody wants to sign me to a 10-day, I'm, I'm open. My man dropped eight in a game to 12. Hey. hey I Microwave. Will, <laughs> I will say, if you if you don't want Caleb Jones to score on you, all you have to do is not guard him. That's yeah. true. Yeah, he cannot hit an yeah, open wide-open shot. If you're going to let me open, go for it. You have to be like, you have to put like three guys guarding me, and then I'll drain it. But, yeah, in yeah. their face. But uh, anyways, we, we were talking about the whole push and pee. It, we were listening to the song on the way to like drop scoop off yesterday. It's really bad, but like the whole it, Auburn meme culture is really bought into it, and it's really funny. Uh, all the all the guys on the basketball team after the song was released just started commenting it underneath each other's posts, and so now it's like an inside joke, and it's really really dumb, but it's also really really funny because like no one actually knows what it means, including Gunna. But we think we know what it means. I was say I thought he was on like I think I can't remember if it was like the Breakfast Club or something like that. Um, it was like it was some radio show. Yeah, he's like, you know, that that's P. It's just P. It's, it's just it's just, it's just P. P. It's simply that. It's, it's just simply, P. And, and, and you know what? My response to that is, fair enough. It's P. I, yeah, I understand. It's P. That's P. That's literally P. Exactly. Literally. Uh, anyways, Auburn Twitter mob Scoob. Just how ridiculous is this? I can't imagine if Auburn wins on Saturday against <laughs> Kentucky. I can't imagine how that one's going to go. It's going to compete against Alabama, I think. I, I don't think know if it's going to be bigger or not. I would think it would have to be bigger. I was talking. We were talking to Jacob Hillman before he stepped out. He says he doesn't think it can top Bama for the sheer fact of Auburn fans love to clown Bama fans. But it's going to be close. Like Kentucky's, Kentucky's a really good basketball program. They've been the top of the SEC for, you know, since the beginning of time, really. Yeah, that's the creation. But it's still, like, even though it's Auburn-Kentucky, it's a big game, it's it's a higher-ranked matchup than, than Alabama was, it's still Alabama when you look at it. So Auburn fans are going to go crazy for Alabama. I don't think they would go as crazy against Kentucky, I'm going to be honest. I got to disagree. I, I think the Auburn-Kentucky like kind of thing that's been going on for the past three or four years is a different breed. It's a different like thing than like the Auburn like Alabama rivalry. I hope they prove me wrong. I hope so too. <laughs> I I just want to see so it so I can be proved right. And then also, <laughs> Jake hates being yeah. wrong. In case you didn't <laughs> that's, notice that's, this one, that's yet. the gist of what I'm saying. Here. I think you'll get to at least 4K. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I'm yeah. confident 4,000. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on Jake. I think Auburn's Twitter's it keeps growing and growing and keeps getting bigger after every single game. But I think this game is a lot more hyped up. Then the Bama game, I mean, it being a top 12 matchup for the first time ever in Auburn Arena. So I think, I mean, there's students already lining up outside the arena. So Yeah, they're there now in tents. Yeah, yeah. and like, this is getting, like, national coverage. It's it's crazy. So I I don't know if it gets – I think it does get above. It's going to be, like, so close. It's going to be neck and neck. Everybody's I, be I would say that's, listen, that's a listen, we could sit here and debate which, which one's going to have more at the end we of the day. We need, like, a bet on, like, an The real under. debate is around – What's your favorite meme? This is important. The best deep fried meme. Your favorite. I'll start. Katie Johnson on a scooter, laser eyes down to his ankles, deep fried so bad you can barely tell it's him, and it says Katie Johnson scooter wants you to hold this L. Honorable mention, 
Walker, uh, Walker, Walker, Texas Rangers movie cover, but with Walker Kessler's face on it, photoshopped quite poorly, and it's Walker Kessler Ranger. I love these memes. They are so funny. It kills me. Anybody else have an, anyone that can top that? Uh, my favorite one that I've seen the entire season um, was when Auburn beat Florida, and it was kind of like a news article was kind of like the base of it. <laughs> and it was basically talking about how Mike White led like a bunch of gators to Auburn Arena. Oh, that was good. Like, and it was like animal abuse or neglect, and he got like arrested for it. That was good. My second favorite is like uh, it was after the Auburn Alabama game, and it was the like the Barn Force one has like taken yes. over your hangar because the whole Coleman, Coleman first off Coleman Coliseum disgusting arena correct looks exactly like an old hangar like for airplanes like as as perfect as that meme could get for that situation. Honorable mention there is a specific meme that if you're listening to this radio show and you're part of the Auburn meme culture I cannot say on the radio show but it came after the South Carolina game and That's it was hilarious. My, that one's my favorite. Pablo Escobarner did that one, and it was unreal. If you want to go check it out, you go, can. Go check it if out. if you feel so inclined to go look at that, um, it's all over the win over uh, over South Carolina. I am currently scrolling through their account right now just to go look at it again. There was a there was a Sonny Smith one that I saw <laughs> uh, that yeah, I really yeah, liked, and let me yeah. let me put let me put the this comparison to Megan Fox. That's what I, that's what I was getting to next. There's <laughs> gonna be a new breed of memes on on Saturday if Auburn wins. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. there's gonna be the Megan Fox, the Sonny Smith. It's crazy. And also Auburn Athletics just put out, you know, more photos and so there's gonna be completely new ones. Every game that team is doing something to just make an easy meme. It's so funny. I love how Auburn basketball has bought into it. They have. The peacock emoji and they're on their Twitter handle now. It's good. It's good for the program. It's it's good for the culture. Uh, Caleb, I, I, I bet you did not think when I texted you and said, hey, come talk on on the show that we would be talking about Auburn meme culture. I feel like this was like deep in my mind. I knew exactly what we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on? You've been, you've been on air before, right? Yeah, I've been on air a couple okay. times. Once or twice. Yeah, I got kicked off. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, whatever, you know. Maybe. That was a joke. Thank you, Thomas Lynn. Thomas Lynn is now showing all of us the meme that we discussed previously uh, yeah, yeah. Um, about an internet website with Bruce Pearl's <laughs> face on it. Following the defeat, uh, Auburn's defeat of the South Carolina game, Cox, um, that is a mascot. I just want to put that out there. Thing got more likes than that final score did replies. I just as it should. Okay. Honestly. On that note, um, we'll break down what it means to ratio on the other side of this uh, <laughs> this <laughs> this pushing PSA break. And uh, we'll be back. We're gonna actually talk. We're gonna preview U- Auburn versus UK. We're actually gonna have you come to your job, Caleb. Um, but for now, uh, if you look up that meme, Thomas Lynn told you to do it, and it's not my fault. TNT in the morning does not endorse it. We'll see you guys on the other side of the push and PSA break. Be right back. Station. <laughs> Welcome back to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by Thomas Lynn Murphy. Feels like, as always, Jay Gonzalez. For the first time ever, Mr. Caleb Scoob Jones, sports editor of the Auburn Plainsman. All right, guys, we got uh, about another 30 minutes on the show today. We're going to transition back into – Caleb, did you know that there's a big basketball game tomorrow? Yeah. Right? Who's playing? Uh, I think I, wheelchair basketball has got some games this weekend. Thomas they do. Murphy, they think? actually do. Thomas. They do. They're at home. That. If you want to go support them, they're there. Doesn't Bowling Green play Western Michigan tomorrow? Is yes, that? that's what we're talking about. Yes. The game? So, Auburn versus UK. Um, we've got we've got a preview. Have you – 
You heard our show. Have you listened to the show before, Scoob? Oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, you don't have to lie. No. Okay. Well, we do this fun segment, and we did it for football, um, and it translates really well to basketball, where um, we get, you do this thing where you get to know the foe. All right? I'm so, with you. So, are you ready? Yeah. Jake, are you ready? Jake's plugging his ears. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Get to Know the Foe with Thomas Len Murphy. So this is the first time we've got to do this with uh, basketball season, to Get to Know the Foe. No, we did it for y'all. Did we? You did it for y'all. Okay, we did sure it for y'all. No, actually, I did it for y'all. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I missed that one. That's right. So y'all won't like the interesting, just like, Stupid fun fact first or last? Save that one for last. Save that one for Save last. For yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to actually start off with a couple basketball ones. So Kentucky, obviously a blue blood in college basketball, is an eight-time national champion. They have – I thought this was really interesting. Guess the amount of retired jerseys they have hanging in the rafters. And that's not including, like, they have, like, retired coaches' names and, like, from the years they coach, but, like, just the jerseys. I'm going with 18. No. Jake. At least three. <laughs> Caleb, how many do you think? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with eight. 35. 35 I, hey, jerseys. I was right. That means there's only 20 numbers that people can wear. I think there were a couple of, like, like say one person, I think I saw the number 22 was worn by somebody and then worn by another player, like, later on, but still, like, a long time ago. They retired that jersey number by, like, both of their names. So I guess there's a couple duplicates, but a lot of them were still just like it was their own number. So like, you said 35, 35. That I means there's literally only 20 numbers not, not that you can wear. Because college basketball, you stop at 55. I'm about to start like paying attention to like Kentucky basketball, like the next couple years, and seeing like how many players wear like the same numbers, like every like the same numbers keep repeating itself. They're about to start out. using decimals, like number 31 <laughs> and a half. <laughs> yeah. Fractions. Yeah, fractions. Fractions. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um. So. This uh, correlates with the game this weekend um, against number two Auburn, number twelve Kentucky. Kentucky is thirty-five and nine while being ranked number twelve in the country. That is a weird stat. That's a good stat. Six and three against ranked opponents, though. Mm. They have played against a number two team ranked team in the country only one time, and it happened in nineteen eighty-three against number two like, Louisville. Like and ever, yeah. they've only played the number two team in the country like. Once ever. That's, that's the stat I found. I, I believe on you. Like no, a I mean Kentucky that, that's, website. So, I, I believe. So you. I'm just gonna roll with it. It does sound like a little off because they've played some like top teams in the country, but I don't know. I, I'm not gonna like 100% agree with like this website because they do play in like that classic to start the year. It's like Kansas, Michigan State, Kentucky. I don't know, but it says played the number two team Louisville in 1983 and lost with a final score of 68 to 80 in overtime. Wow. So maybe maybe they can be like zero and two against number Wait, two ranked. Did you just say it was sixty eight to eighty in overtime? overtime? They must have like not scored a, at all. They must have had like a debacle in overtime. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> Thomas Lynn's new favorite word is debacle. By the way, I love the it's word. It's a debacle. great word. It's it's a good one. You know you know where the word started. Where I was playing a friend in, in Madden, and I had a fourth quarter debacle. I threw like three picks <laughs> and, and got beat, and it was, it was just very bad. That so, sounds like sounds like you playing. Sounds video like games. me. Yeah. All like right. So. Final stat we have, other than the Kentucky Derby is held in Kentucky, if you do not know. Oh, thank so you. Gosh. I know that. Most exciting two minutes in all of sports. Um, so, there's a city in Kentucky. It's called Middlesboro. The city was built inside of a meteor crater. I knew this. 
It's like the most unique city in the country. I think I knew this. Well, thank you. I now feel like we know Kentucky and the state of Kentucky. You know a little bit more about well, Kentucky basketball than you came into the day knowing. Caleb, how did you like get to know the foe of Thomas Lynn Murphy? Uh, I found it interesting. There are a lot of, a lot of cool facts in there. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh let's talk let's talk ball. Let's actually do our job, which is honestly ridiculous that someone thinks we should do something like that. But we've got uh, obviously Kentucky at Auburn tomorrow, twelve o'clock CBS game. Tickets as low as three hundred and sixty two dollars if you're okay with standing. And guys, I guess we're just gonna go around the table here. Uh we'll start with you, Caleb. I don't want to put you on the spot if you're cool with this. Yeah, go for it. What's it gonna take uh to, for the Tigers to get out of this one? Once uh, well, obviously, I think Auburn runs deeper than pretty much every team, I feel, in the country. And so the bench is going to have to really step up like they have in previous games. Uh, foul trouble could be an issue. Uh, Kentucky has one of the best players uh, in the nation, and Oscar Shibway, is that how you say his last name? Yes. yes. Yeah, that guy, dominant. Uh, so you're really going to have to watch him. Uh, but the only way you can really watch him is with you know Walker Kessler, uh, maybe Dylan Cardwell. If Dylan Cardwell can play like he did against Alabama, that'll be nice uh, for Auburn. But it's really just going to be—it's going to be a great game. This is a—I think this is going to be the best. This is obviously the best team that Auburn's played all season. This is really going to be your your test. Now I get it's it's at home, so maybe you you feel like you have a pretty good advantage if you're Auburn that it's at home. But this is this is the way that the rest of the country. This is the game that's the rest of the country is going to judge Auburn on. This is it. This is your time if you're Auburn. Jake, what you got? Uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. The depth is obviously going to be key for Auburn, considering it's the thing that they've wrote on most of the season, and they're going to have to ride on it as the season progresses. Um, you know, Auburn has – one thing that I, I think we should talk about is that, you know, Auburn has their nice Georgia transfer and uh, Katie Johnson, you know, supplying good numbers off the – I guess he's starting um, most of the time. Uh, but Kentucky has their own too, uh, and his name is Shavir Wheeler, I think. Right. Uh, I think he's leading the country, or he's like one of the top assister, assist mans in the country, averaging 7.1 assists per game and 10.4 points per game. And the three games that Kentucky has lost, they've lost three, right? I Correct. I think yes. that. Uh, the two SEC games, or not, yes, the two SEC games they've lost. Um, actually, psych, that's not two SEC games. They've lost the Duke. A, uh, Notre Dame and then LSU. LSU. So in the Notre Dame and LSU losses, he had totaled three assists in those games. So if Auburn, like that's combined for those three games. We're not going to count the Duke game because that doesn't really go with Auburn the Auburn likes playing the passing lanes too. So yeah, doesn't 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 really the Duke game that they uh, that they lost at the start of the season doesn't really play into what I'm saying here because he had ten assists that game. So it's just just count that one for the time <laughs> being. Um, but basically, we need to, they need to. Obviously, clogged the passing lanes for Shavio Wheeler because every game that Kentucky's lost for the most part has been when he hasn't been able to assist the basketball. So, lock him down in terms of his passing ability as well as the scoring, obviously, and then guard tight tight Washington. Yeah. I've yeah. got a couple things. Go ahead. So, number one, I'm not going to say I'm a basketball analyst or anything, but I feel like Kentucky's going to do one thing and like their main idea going into the game, and it's to get Walker Kessler in foul trouble. The last I don't think Kentucky's going to be the only team to that, take that, that approach this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to think, last time Auburn played a big man, it was solid big man. It's Colin Calston. Mark Kessler got in foul trouble, didn't play as much. And don't even get me started on the fouls in college basketball. I think five fouls is the dumbest thing ever <laughs> in a 40-minute game. But 
with Kentucky having a uh, Oscar the Shibway, that's how I'm gonna pronounce his Thank name. Thank you for that. I was I, I was about to ask you guys for help on the on how to the pronounce Shibway. the Shibway's what uh, last name. But if if I'm John Calipari, that's what I'm doing. I'm going into my bread and butter, into the paint, and just trying to get Walker Kessler in foul trouble and get to that bench with Dylan Cardwell. I'm not gonna say he's gonna do that, but that's what he should do. Scary thing is, is he also has a. Uh, Two guards shooting over forty percent from three point play. I mean, that's that's incredible. I watched them play uh, Tennessee the other day, and they legit could not miss. But with Oscar Oscar the Shibwe, the dude leads the team in points, rebounds, steals, and blocks. The only one he doesn't is assists, which Severe Wheeler leads in. But the dude averages sixteen points a game and just under fifteen rebounds, which is another thing. Auburn, as big as they are this year, with Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith, they've honestly struggled on the glass. Yeah, they're not as good of a rebounding team as you'd expect them to be. And you're taking my point because that was going to be my so my boards are going to be a huge factor in this game. Kentucky averages 42, but Oscar Tshiebwe averages 15 of those. That's going to my like key to the game. My matchup is Walker Kessler versus Tshiebwe. See how that goes. Agreed. I'm a I hate going last in these roundtable discussions because I feel <laughs> like you, lose, you guys you have already all, gotten there. Yeah, you lose all the good but, points. But uh, I, I, I'm going to kind of synthesize what you guys said and also kind of add something else uh, to it. Uh, you got to win the battle on the boards, like Tom Slynn just said. Uh, Walker Kessler is, is is good on the boards. He's a menace. He's, he's good at the rim, too. Um, Auburn's going to need to play its best brand of defense. We knew this. Uh, Auburn's going to need to bring it in and shoot well from the field. We knew this. The biggest the biggest thing that the, the – Bruce Pearl's team's got to make sure that they do. Is you cannot have a slow start tomorrow. You got away with it a little bit against Georgia, and you wound up curb stomping Georgia. I, I understand. It was not a pretty start. Happened um, against Ole Miss. Happened, happened against, in the past couple happened games. Against Ole Miss. I, I disagree. I think Auburn started off fairly well against Georgia. They scored fifty-two points in the first half. Uh, no, I was. I'm, ta- I was, I'm, I'm that's not what ta- I was about to say. No, I'm <laughs> so. not talking about first half points. I'm talking about the first like three, four minutes. There was a stretch where, okay, yeah. I mean, like, Georgia was up 6-2. I understand that's nothing. But if you let Kentucky jump out early, they're going to, even in that first minute, every possession is critical in, 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 in this game. It's going to take a complete game from, it's gonna take a, from either team to win from, this for, one. Exactly. That, that's why I'm saying, I understand that where you're coming from, Scoob, and, and, and you know, Auburn did wind up dominating that game. We knew they would. Um, thankfully, I had Auburn to cover. Um, <laughs> I was really worried with those free throws at the end. Anyways. <clears throat> But I think that, that, like Jake just said, we're going to need uh, Auburn's going to need a complete game, and and not just that. You know, keeping keeping players out of foul trouble, like you mentioned, Scoob. Uh, you're going to need good play off the bench. You need good Dylan Cardwell, because we've seen d- good Dylan Cardwell. We've also seen really bad Dylan Cardwell, aka anytime he puts the ball on the floor. <laughs> but y'all laugh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm not saying I dislike Dylan Cardwell. I think he brings a lot to the table. But when he puts the ball on the floor, you are begging for a turnover. Auburn doesn't need any more than like 15, 18 minutes out of him. Honestly. I agree. Like if you get if, 15, 18 minutes if of, they get in, of good Dylan yeah, Carbone. If they get in so much foul trouble to where they need him 20 plus, I'm getting a little, a little worried. But I mean, Oscar at the Shibwe, even though he averages 15 rebounds a game, he's only 6'9. Only. only. You believe, I mean, only. Six, you believe Auburn's team so tall, you're just like, yeah, six, only 6'9". Six, only 6'9". Six, I mean, 6'9", 255, but, I mean, Walker Kessler's going to have the advantage, height, length, and arms. Um, 
Yeah. What's uh, Walker? Got a good smile. Yeah. What's Walker average like over three blocks a game, almost four, something like that? I think he's up to five. I mean, it's something ridiculous. So 15, 20 something. They should protect (laughs) the rim very well. 75 blocks a game. I don't know. Uh, he's, he's averaging four, blocks. Hit four point two blocks per game. Yeah. The other difference is is how Zep is going to be able to guard Severe Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington because their guards can shoot. I would say that's the other big factor of this game is how well Auburn's guards are able to defend. We know they have the offensive game. It's going to come. It, it's going to come down to defense, in my opinion. Look, look, Ty Ty Washington. I'm looking at his stats right now. Okay, on the season, he is shooting fifty point five. Uh, percent from the field in five road games that Kentucky's played that number drops to 33.3 percent potential trouble in the jungle for Tata that's, Washington that's another thing and this that is I the biggest road about. game yeah like with with Harrison what he was saying earlier is how Auburn kind of got off to a slow start you have the jungle right there so anytime that Auburn starts making a little bit of a run it's going to turn into a big one Jungle's going to be big for the Tigers. That's why we talked to Jungle President Jacob Hillman in the first hour. We'll be right back with the last 15 minutes of TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We're going to catch you guys on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. Final segment of our first ever two-hour show. I'm joined up today, as always, by Thomas Lynn Murphy, Jake Gonzalez, and Plainsman Sports Editor Caleb Scoop-Jones. Caleb, are you ready to go around the table here and make your SEC first SEC pickums on TNT in the morning? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to start... At the, I'm just gonna work from the bottom of the schedule and work our way up. Texas A&M is gonna travel to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Take on the Hogs at 7:30. Who we got, Caleb? I'm going Arkansas on this one. Jake, who we got? Arkansas as well. Tom Slynn. I think this is the second biggest match of an SEC play this weekend. Um, I'm gonna go A&M. I like what they're doing down there. I'm riding with the Aggies as well. We're gonna bump up to the next. Uh, like I said, we're going in reverse order. Uh, Missouri Tigers gonna travel to Tuscaloosa, T-town. Take on. Nate Oates and the Alabama Crimson Tide, who really, really need to keep winning. That game's going to be at 5 o'clock on SC Network. Who you got, Scoop? I liked how Alabama played against LSU. They closed that game out well. I'm taking the Tide. I said, I got Alabama as well. They're going to get revenge for that loss in Columbia. Yeah, I don't think Kobe Brown can drop 30 points twice against Alabama, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Tide on this one. I'm rolling with the Tide, especially at home, and like I said, they got to win. I think this is the second biggest game. I know that Thomas Lynn's going to disagree. Second biggest game on the dock. It's going to be at 5 o'clock on ESPN when the number 13 LSU Tigers travel to number 24 Tennessee and Knoxville. You can get in that game for 12 bucks though. Tickets are cheap. Who we got? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with Scoob again here, and we'll go backwards the other way. LSU has lost two in a row. I don't see them bouncing back on the road against Tennessee. Give me the Vols. I'm not a big fan of Tennessee this season. Don't think they're that good of a team. I'm taking LSU. All five of Tennessee's losses are against ranked opponents, and I really don't like what I see out of Will Wade's uh, LSU Tigers this season thus far, so I'm going to go the Vols at home. I'm kind of with uh, with Jake. You said you were unimpressed by Tennessee this year. I'm severely underwhelmed by Tennessee. I think Will Wade needs – I not think. I know Will Wade's squad needs a win. They need a ranked win if they want to keep making that push and make a claim to stay in the top 25. Give me the Bayou Bengals. We're going to slide up to the 3 o'clock time slot, ESPNU. Ole Miss is going to travel to Mississippi State in Starkville. We kind of got the basketball egg ball. Start with Thomas Lynn. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know much about this game. Honestly, <clears throat> I think Mississippi State's on the bubble to make the tournament, and this is one of those games they have to win. So I'm going to go to the Bulldogs on this one. Uh, I like Ole Miss's uh, brand of basketball. Big fan of Kermit Davis there and Oxford. Okay. Um, so give me Ole Miss. Ole Miss. 
beat Mississippi State earlier this season. It's their only SEC win. This one's in Starkville. Mississippi State is hungry. Mississippi State by 15 or more. I will legitimately never pick a team that runs a 1-3-1 defense. I do not like Kermit Davis. I do not agree with you. With Scoob, give me the Bulldogs by 15-plus. Sliding back up to that 230 slot, we're going to have, okay, let's be serious about this one now. On SEC Network, we got a big game between the the visiting uh, Georgia Bulldogs and the hometown South Carolina Gamecocks, and I'm sure we're going to be able to go around the table on this one. Start us off, Thomas Lynn. Mm, this game is like one of those games you put on TV like as you like want to take a NOS and nap in the afternoon. I'm going to go South Carolina. Uh, I like Frank Martin, South Carolina. I really want to pick Georgia just to be different, but ah, South Carolina, man. Yeah, yeah. three of you guys picked Carolina, so I could be the one person to pick the dogs, right? I could be the only one. And you're not going to. could differentiate myself. Um, I'm not going to. Um, give me the Gamecocks by 20. Not probably not, by, fi- by 15. Sliding up to the noon time slot, we got two games at noon. One of them on SEC Network is the one we're going to pick first. We got the Vanderbilt Commodores traveling to the lovely town of Gainesville and the Florida Gators. Scoob, who do we have in this one? I got Florida. I got Vandy. Okay. I've got Vandy. Florida might be out with Colin Castleton for potentially the season or at least a long period of time, and I think Scotty Pippen Jr. will go in there and put 25-plus on him. I shouldn't like Vandy as much as I do, but I do. I'm going to take them. So that gives us five minutes, guys. So we're going to go around – or actually really four minutes. And we're going to go around starting with Plains of Sports Editor Caleb Jones. We made all of our other picks. Caleb, it's time. We need a score from you for Kentucky, Auburn. That game's at 12 o'clock. CBS, like I said, tickets as low as $348 for standing room. I'd imagine that puts it north of 400 if you want a seat. Let's hear it, Caleb. That game is at 12 o'clock tomorrow. It's currently 1251. On a Friday, there are students outside of Auburn Arena already. There are multiple tents outside. This is going to be the biggest game, arguably, for Auburn Arena since Bruce Pearl got here. I think the jungle is going to be rocking. I don't think that there's a team in the country that can slow down Auburn at home right now. Give me the Tigers, 75-73. to 73. All right. Uh, along the same lines there, the, the jungle is going to be rocking tomorrow to say the least. Um, it's going to be very hostile for, uh, for those Kentucky Wildcats. Um, but more importantly, I think that Walker Kessler is going to be able to stay out of foul trouble. I think he's going to play a little bit smarter. I think the refs aren't going to be trying to control this game as much as some of the games we've seen in recent weeks. I think they're going to let them play just because it is, you know, it's a big game. they got good teams going at it. People want to see the teams actually being able to play against one another. Uh, but it's going to be a close game. I think Auburn's got to lock down the uh, the passing lanes, and I think they'll they'll squeak out with a win, eighty to about seventy five. There you go. Seventy five. Kentucky against Auburn all time series is ninety six and twenty two, but in the past ten seasons it's five and five neck and neck. At Auburn Arena though, in the past five times they have came, Auburn has won four out of those five times. Bruce Pearl is nine and sixteen against Kentucky. This game's crazy. It's the biggest game in Auburn Arena history. People, are, as Caleb said, are lined up outside. The hype around it in the country. It's crazy. Game primetime on CBS. I like, I like Auburn's depth in this game. I really do. I think the jungle is going to go crazy. I like Auburn's depth. And I think it's going to be more of a defensive game, and it's going to be a race to, it's gonna be a race to 75. And I do, I do think Auburn's going to get to 75 first. And I think they win – 
I'll, I'll give them 80. I'll say they get to uh, maybe 80. I'll go 80, like 74. 80, 74. So that means that we got three Auburn picks around this table. It's not looking good. If, uh, if, if you're a fan of the program, if you're not a fan of mine, probably aren't, I have a really bad record when I pick against Auburn. I have a very bad record when I pick against Auburn in every sport. And I, every fiber in my being tells me I should pick against them this week just because three of you guys said that Auburn's going to win. Someone's got to be wrong, right? Somebody. This is the biggest game in the history of Auburn Arena. This is probably the biggest game in the history of the, of, of the Bruce Pearl era at Auburn. This is, in my opinion, the best team Auburn has ever seen. Kentucky's good. Always are. Cal Perry always has his squad on point. I close my laptop. I don't need my stats. 82-73, Tigers take down Kentucky in convincing fashion in front of the jungle tomorrow. And Gonzalez is over here. He's PO'd because he wanted me to take Kentucky. And I know why. And we'll leave that off the record because we're all unbiased journalists here. Scoob, it was a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. You are just in another world right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was doing that thing where we wrap up a show oh. and you get ready to end. You know that part? Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Oh, yeah. Okay. No there problem. We go. Jake, thank you for coming on. Oh, of course. There always. we go. Thank you. Yeah. Thomas Lynn, I, got the experience. Yeah. I don't have to thank you. Thank you always. for being here. Yes. It's been a pleasure. On behalf of myself, Thomas Lynn Murphy, Jake Gonzalez, and Caleb Scoob Jones, everybody stay warm. If you're camping out for the game, please be safe. If you're going to you know, be at the game, please enjoy responsibly, celebrate responsibly should Auburn win. Uh, everybody be safe out there. We'll see you guys same, ta- same time, same place, right here next week, Friday at 11 a.m. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr. See you guys next time. On behalf of myself and my co-host, Harrison Tarr, thanks for listening to TNT in the Mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.